Hello, welcome to our second podcast, the FTS podcast, Friends Talking Shop. I'm your host, Dave, and uh, before we kick off, I will uh, say hello to my other hosts, but when I say I'm Dave, I'll also uh, talk about my mood. I hate everyone this morning because my Packers <laughs> lost, so I just want to get it out there right up front that my mood is terrible. Um, but I'll introduce my second host, Josh. Josh, how are you doing, and how's your mood? Hello, hello. Uh, no, good. I'm, I'm doing all right. My Eagles lost last week, so uh, I've, I've already gotten over it. I didn't have did any. You just, did you just take Gary Delabate's tagline? I did. Hello. I did. The, I did the double wow. up. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to, see, and it was more to see if you'd recognize it, Omar. And you did. So well done. You got it. Well, maybe is that a trademark now? That'll be. Howard Stern reference. No. First one. I All haven't right. figured out my trademark yet. I'm, I'm going to be auditioning these uh, hellos uh, over time, so we'll see. Maybe oh. all the listener can uh, write in the comment section if that's a thing and tell us what the uh, trademark. No, yeah. I want us to say goodbye, goodbye. With your audience. <laughs> <laughs> Crowdsource your hello. That's not a bad idea. Not a bad uh, idea Omar, so. and uh, why don't you say hello in your uh, patented fashion? How's your mood this morning? You know, I don't understand this whole mood question. This is like, this is a whole millennial question, I guess. Right? I don't care about your moods. We're here to get this thing done and be interesting. Well, I'm going to. Say that your mood's bad about the Packers. Like, yeah. what does that even mean? Like, have you ever broken anything watching a football game? Like, yeah. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Like, because out of your moods. Yelled at my children. Alienated my, my children. Yes. Ooh. What? Made, made them leave the room. I've left the room. They no longer like watching football as a result of it. I've traumatized my kids. Yes. Wow. So. Wow. Is that. So there you go. I'm in a bad mood. And if Are they listen to the podcast. Which, or they don't like the Packers. They don't like me, I think. <laughs> that's because that's for them and their therapist to figure out, Omar, now that Dave has uh, put them in, the, in that situation. That's right. God. Well, let's kick off this podcast. So on, on our podcast, Friends Talking Shop, we each come up with a uh, topic that's on our minds, uh, and we discuss it and kind of solve the world's problems, really, if, if we kind of break it down. And if you listen to our last episode, uh, we, we solved a lot of problems, one of which is that we determined that nurses are heroes, which is strange because I listened to the audio again. And it almost made it sound like we said they weren't heroes, but I listened. To, it, it was it, something was bad with the audio. They are heroes. So I, I'm glad we, we got that figured out. Except for except for the Joker in Batman. <laughs> yes. He was a bad nurse. Yes. There's exceptions to everything. How did he sneak in that hospital anyway with all that stuff on his face? Nobody was like, what's going on? Where did he come from? Are you, are you jumping the, the gun here on topics? Are you just No, I'm just or... asking. It just popped in my head. Yeah. All right, listen, stick to format, Omar. All right, we'll go back to format. So I'll go first this week. I'll go first this week. So my topic is uh, something, Josh, you and I have talked about in the past, okay. and it does relate to football because I'm on the the next day, the day after of my Packers losing in a terrible way. And if you want to hear me complain about the Packers, I have a separate podcast about that. But we once posed a question to ourselves, if we had the choice between our football team winning, our kids playing sports winning, or us ourselves playing in a sport and winning, which would we choose? Yeah. I've asked this question to a lot of people, and I, what I recall is that we both instantly said, number one, and it wasn't even close, was our football team winning. Yeah. <laughs> And I want to discuss that for a second. So, well, first I wanted to get, is that still true for you, Josh? I'm curious, Omar, what, what your thoughts are. So for me, it still is definitely true. 
there's no there's no question about it. But the gap is definitely smaller. But I think when you when we originally had that conversation, my you know my team my the Eagles had, had never won a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. so I didn't even know what that was like. It was like a that was like a a, a whole other experience that I just couldn't even tangibly put my hands on. It's that, actually on video. Yes, it is on yeah. video. So now it, that it's happened, it's believe me, it was unbelievable and and just yeah. remarkable. And that is unbelievable used correctly. By the way. <laughs> uh, but I would still want that feeling again before either of the other two options. But the gap is is tighter. So Omar, I I know it's you'll have to you didn't. No, no, have, I have a lot of god kids. I mean, yeah, listen, so. I don't like when kids win. I don't think it's a good thing. <laughs> I think I think there I think there are too many winners. And I think the kids need to learn failure and humility and not winning. So I want them to actually have like a thick spine and not really achieve anything until much later in life. So that's definitely I, not on the table. Can I tell you something, Omar? It's funny you say that because I was when I was in college for a summer job, I was a camp counselor at a day camp. And by the way, it was the shittiest day camp ever. I won't I won't mention the name, but it, what a just a, a shitty day camp. I mean, it was awful. And uh, they literally had fields, and that's about it. And, they, and the period would be like, go to field one, go to field two. I'm like, this is not, where's all your stuff? Where's your canoeing and all that other crap? But anyway, and I think they had a goat, so you could pet the goat. That was exciting. Uh, but I was a camp counselor. Were you in jail? Yeah, it, was, it, it might have been, it might have been juvie. Strict hours, strict hours. <laughs> but my, my, my campers were the worst, I had the worst set of campers. And two of them were named Dylan. So that that was your first clue. And and they just these kids would they were seven, by the way, seven or eight years old. They would tell me to fuck off <laughs> seven or eight. It was I couldn't believe it. And these one kids, they were playing. Uh, we had street hockey set up in one of the one of the cement lots. That was another quote unquote field. And um, the one team is, is kicking the shit out of the other team. And I grabbed the stick. And I played for the other team and I just made the other team lose. And these kids were really upset because these kids, they always ganged up on the, on the other half of the bunk and they had never lost to these kids. And I, I, I go right back to what you just said. Kids need to learn to lose because they get too many participation trophies. Everything's a tie when you're that age and they need to learn what it's like to lose and, and know how to handle it. Was that wrong of me? No, no. that's exactly what I, what I mean when I say that. But you know, all right. So, if, well, you've given a fourth option. Clearly, other people's kids are last. I care about other people's kids <laughs> yes, the worst, especially true. ones that curse me. I, I That's an easy fourth place. I don't care about any other kids other than my own. When you get those stupid Christmas cards with the with the pictures of other people's kids, I, I don't I don't. What am I supposed to do with this? I don't want that. Yeah. But my wife hangs it on the wall. I'm like, I, I don't want to see pictures of other people's kids. Well, that's what way, Instagram I, is. It's a daily I, Christmas card. It is what Instagram is. It is. But if I did, I would I would be friends with you. I don't need all these cards of other people's kids I haven't seen in forever. It, it does it does nothing for me. Well, but what about your kids? Do you care if they win? I mean, so you would yes. rather see the Eagles win though before yes. your kids. So your kids are invested in a sport. They played all season. They're in the championship, and <laughs> someone says to you right now, you have a choice: the Eagles yeah. win the Super Bowl or your kids will lose the championship. You would say, sign me up for another Super Bowl. It's a no-brainer. It's the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Omar? Omar? Yeah, I mean, I've had the Ravens win. So, um, yeah, there's. I've never been so happy in my life. <laughs> Although, honestly, it was the worst, best, it was the best, worst experience I've ever had because I had two tickets to the game, and then one of my clients, I had, I wasn't dating anybody, shocker, 
And one of my clients is like, um, I'm like, I'll take a girl. You know, I think there are a couple of girls I was hanging out with. One of my clients goes, I have the perfect girl for you. You're going to love her. And I go, okay, great. So long story, a little short. We met the day on the way to the Super Bowl. It was a blind date. I took her to the Super Bowl. I picked her up in Midtown in Manhattan. She breaks the trunk of the Uber. She's not attractive. And I'm stuck with, I'm like, oh my God, I'm taking this woman to the Super Bowl in Louisiana, New Orleans. So I was with her for three days. She didn't shower once. It was what? the most awkward experience. And I, I still can't believe I took her to the Super Bowl. But in spite of that, I still had the time of my life. I was high-fiving everyone in the stadium. And yeah, that was a blind Omar. date. Omar. Yeah. You're from Baltimore. Yes. You're a lifelong Ravens fan. Yeah. You have tickets to the Super Bowl. Yes. You don't have one childhood friend that would want to share that experience with you that's also a Ravens fan? You know, for whatever reason, it didn't cross my mind. Also, my, my, well, my, also but this is a deeper topic. My childhood was was fairly traumatic, right? Oh, so, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I was the only like brown person in a, like a passively racist middle 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 class neighborhood full of, you know, all sort of white people who were, you know, yeah. So it's kind of my version of it was kind of 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 Karate Kid, but instead of karate, instead of yeah, it's a little different. But I was always like on the outside. But everyone's in Cobra Kai except you. Yes, that's the right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't get in, which is why I'm sort of like I think I just like being alone because I know I could never let myself down. But again, deeper topics. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's even more amazing is you opted after that experience growing up you opted to go to basically an all-white southern college i know you put yourself right back in the soup and my pledge name was saddam <laughs> like saddam hussein <laughs> no i get the reference uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true so the happiest experience i i'd say i've i've experienced two super bowl wins uh and I mean, I can't imagine being a Patriot fan where you had uh, oh. seven, six or seven, um, it, if that feeling ever got old. So I don't I want it to be special enough that it, it, yeah. it I remember like I you could tell me I remember plays from 96. I remember plays from 2010. I talk about it all the time. Um, I I have vague memories of playing sports myself. Uh, but, uh, yeah, nothing really compares to you know, actually, you know what? I have a very easy explanation for this and you know you guys are usually both of you together even together quite myopic sometimes but so but, but like when i when i when i say this you're gonna be like you're right you're right when you're when you let, let's say my team is winning and i'm and i'm running and i'm the goalie or i'm the forward or whatever and we're winning that's great let's say my kids team's winning and they won the championship that's great too but when i talk about that whether specific to me or my kids to my friends nobody gives two shits about either one yeah. right yeah. I mean, one time when Josh had like six goals and eight assists in the game, I le- I made him walk me through everything. I was, Josh, I was genuinely excited. And like, it's nice to have somebody feel interested in your successes because nobody, yes. really cares, you know, like, for example, Josh's wife has yet to listen to the podcast from last week. <laughs> She's Omar, there. I came, I came home from that game on such a high because I've never, it was unbelievable. I had five goals and one assist. We won six to three. It was the best game I ever had in my life. And I came home told my wife and it was as if I just told her, hey, there was no milk at the grocery store. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the point yeah. is when the Packers or the Eagles or the Ravens are winning, you can talk to your other friends about it and everybody identifies with that. So it's, yeah. it's a journey is so and when the wind happens, Josh hugged like seven people yeah. again on video. 
Um, some of them weren't wearing shirts or clothes for that matter. They were painted green. And then Dave, I don't know what happens in Green Bay. Maybe you ate a bunch of cheese with people. I don't know what happens in that in the, in the Midwest. I was state. with Dave on one of the Super Bowls. That's right. I was in Arizona. Yes. Yep. We were uh-huh. at a Packer Steeler, uh, two bars in Arizona. There was a Packer bar, Steeler bar, side by side through a huge party because that's who played in that Super Bowl. And it was amazing. And uh, yeah, I'll never forget that. It was one of the best experiences in my life. And I think you're right. It's there's Communal. a tribal. Communal. Yep. It, it's uh, it's my tribe versus your tribe. It's like there's a community around it. But I also I think that's part of it. And and the tribe of me and my kids, no one cares. That's right. So it is. <laughs> but I think it's also the amount of time invested yes. as well. Like I, I if I yeah. think that's about funny. that's if true. I, if I was an investment analyst on the Packers, I would I should be get. I'd be I'd be job worthy. I mean, I've put enough time in to follow the Packers and every every move that they've made and, and stories and the amount of research that we've done, um, the amount of time that's put in that that matters and on how much I, I care about whether they win or lose. Now, I've raised my kids. Uh, you know, I suppose there's a fair amount of time that I put in them, but not in their particular sport. And honestly, they don't probably care as much if they win either. But my tribe really cares. And yeah. so I think that's I think that's the answer. No question that's the answer. There's no question. But th- by the way, and let me just uh, uh, cross my T's and dot my I's here. I do want my kids to win. Yes. <laughs> and I want to win. Right. And I yeah. want to win. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's an order. It's yeah. it's not. Yeah. Order. And I want other people's kids to lose. I think that's but, what we but that's about. the I mean, but that's the thing. Do you really want them to win? Like, don't you want them to fail and then and then have to, you know, do the whole like. What was that Dwayne Wade commercial where he's like he's knocked down and get back get back up again? Whatever end one, I forgot what it's called. But if if they were just winning every single season, everything they did, then I would agree with you. Yes, but I don't know about you, Dave, but my kids are not winning everything that they're doing by right. leaps and bounds. Right. So you know, I guess that's sports in general. Fair enough. I I don't they want. Of all the issues, uh, winning too much is not a problem our family no. is dealing with. Unless unless <laughs> if your last name is Trump. No. Because then you get sick of it. Always. Yeah. Or Brady. Or yeah, that's exactly right. So I I feel better. I mean, I I I watched the game yesterday and I feel like I'm way too invested in it. There are other things that are more meaningful in life. Uh, I'm starting to become more apathetic in my sports watching. I'm just announcing it now. It's a preview for my other Packer podcast. That's what. But I think I just a little bit of my Packer fan has died last night. And uh, so at least they're still probably number one, but the gap is closed. I think I'm like. Well, listen. I, I would tell you this all the time, Dave. I have season tickets to the Eagles, and I go with my buddy to every game. And every year, except the one, we always walk out of that stadium, the last game, going. It's the same conversation every year. I wish I didn't care this much about this. Yeah. And I will tell you this, though. I have definitely matured because the the way it affects me now is far less impactful than it, the way it used to. So – it used to like a loss on Sunday. My whole week was ruined. Yes, that's regular right. season whole, loss. Regular season loss. Yeah. Regular season loss. My uh, same whole way. Week was ruined. Wow. And I would listen. I'd listen to sports talk radio more on a loss than I did on a win. Right. I, it was like I was punishing myself. Yeah. And, was, and I'd just go through the game and uh, I'd watch it twice, three times, and now um, it still affects me. Jesus. But it's, it's not nearly what it was. <laughs> What were your what were your lives? What, what is going on? With you I, 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 I same way. I, I don't I don't know. I put I invested my identity yes. was wrapped up in yes. my sports teams. And so when they lost, it felt like it was a personal yes. injury to me. 
Yeah, it was. But I have I have matured now too a bit. That yes. it's like, look, I I got to put it in perspective. Uh, Correct. I I cheer for jerseys. I don't even care for these people in, on an individual basis. There's some that I actively do not like on the team based on some of their views. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and yet do I care so much about them winning? I feel like I've put that in better perspective, but it still stings. Yeah. All right. cool. That was my talk. Thank you for starting me through that. That was a little therapy, uh, for me. Uh, Omar, do you want to go next with your, your topic of the, of the week? Is it weird that whenever you guys bring up your topics, I'm like, these are stupid topics. No, is that not healthy. Or is that healthy? You no, won't. That's healthy. You may not be, to be surprised that we feel the same way about you. Yeah, yeah, probably. This is, this is this is coming from the guy whose topic was, <laughs> I don't like my dinner party meal. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I have – so before I go into my topic, I want to – I got some user – user um, some listener mail. I wanted to just read, read, read some of them to you guys. <laughs> I don't right. know we have a mailing address. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. We, we do have a mailing address, uh, which we will get to later. Uh, so the first message says, uh, why does Dave and Josh talk so much? Hmm. That's a good well, question. First of all, that's How do I answer that? Bad grammar. Why do Dave and Josh talk so much? Well, I think they were trying to maintain an- anonymity. Mm, so it, wow. came into, it came into the blockchain. So I don't know who, who, who even said it, actually. Do they, do they understand the format of a podcast? Uh, yeah. Is that speaking is required? Is that uh, is that lost on this person? Mm-hmm. The other one says, sir, I, I, I just got two. I, I wanted to only have the ones that were like more supportive. Uh, why can't Omar talk more? Those are the two messages <laughs> I thought were most relevant. They seem to go together. Yeah. I now know why these listeners have our uh, email addresses. <laughs> OK, so my topic, actually, I had a few, but uh, because, yes, but because of a, a conversation I had this week, um, you know, uh, I, I actually on Friday, I'm like, I know I have a new topic. And basically it's this. So I have a uh, I was talking to Dave, Josh. This is yes, yesterday, I believe, or Friday. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm just telling him about how I have a performance coach. And um, and he was like, OK, that's interesting. I'm like, yeah, it's interesting perspective. You're basically you basically have to talk to people and like give them feedback about how they can be a better version of themselves professionally and like. And I and I and this thing happened. I was telling him about the whole situation, and and how this guy sort of charges fees, which is really interesting. Um, and Dave thought that I was going to say to him, "Oh, I know what you're going to say to me." I'm like, "What?" He goes, "Well, you're going to say that you think that you could be a performance coach." I go, "What?" So in other words, I'm That's like, where "Dave, I thought this conversation was headed." Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, Dave, let's. <laughs> Let let's let me unpack what you just said to me. So you're so you're you think that I my ego is so big that I thought that I could become a form a performance coach with anyone. And he goes, Yeah, I think I thought that's basically what I thought. So for me, Josh, it was difficult because I was like, if this is how Dave used me, where I would, you know, I have this giant ego and I think I can do anything, even with no expertise, like maybe because of what he saw happen during the Trump administration about people who were like promoted and put in positions that they knew nothing about. Maybe that's why he said it. I don't know. But I'm not a Trump supporter. You know, whatever. Like it, that's it, not it. But go ahead. Yeah. But it kind of like just took me back a little bit. I'm like, wow, I've known the guy for 10 years. He thinks that I'm that clueless. I thought I think I could become a performance coach and help people be better. So, OK, <laughs> well, well, so while Omar was 
doing this, I'm watching him uh, order his latte and have it delivered to him at a <laughs> library in a hotel. So let's just get the whole perspective of what we're seeing, what's happening right now. So, uh, okay, go ahead, Josh. L- listen, the first thing I'll say, and I'll go uh, on uh, two weeks in a row here of the podcast disparaging people again, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, being a performance coach, not exactly a huge compliment. I, I, I view that as anyone could pretty much be a performance. It's a shyster. That's what a performance coach is. It's just, it's absolute junk. All right. There's, there's no training for that or nonsense. And if there is, it's nonsense training. He trained under Tony Robbins for the yeah, record. Thank you. You just made my point. You made my point. It's a joke profession. It's really ridiculous. A performance coach is such an oxymoron. I mean, are you kidding me? A perform- what does that even mean? What, what do you need a performance coach for? This is a guy who's got uh, everything uh, uh, going for him. I'm talking about Omar, who's living the life, whose Instagram is, is always in these tropical locations, who's doing really well, and he needs a performance coach? Well, here's You're what I'd say. person who needs a performance coach. I, I don't know. Um, clearly, Josh sees my life through a, through a filter of I that I provide the world. But um, there's so many demons, so many demons. But I will say, if you guys could have someone whose job, whose job it was exclusively focused on making you the best version of yourself, not just professionally, but also personally, like, and I, which, it, which would obviously lead to you being more productive professionally, like who's, and whose upside is like tied into that, like that's their job. Because I can talk to you guys about my life, but honestly, I know after about a few sentences, maybe 10, 15 minutes, you guys are both tired of me here. Yeah talk about myself i don't okay. care it's like it's like you guys telling about your kids i don't care i, <laughs> act, I care you know but like it's kind of the same thing right so yeah. but his only job is to be focused on me and by the way you're right about one thing if you meet a performance coaches who's if you meet a performance coach whose clients are all like deadbeats probably not the best performance coach if he's working with like high performers entrepreneurs tech people blah 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 which is what this guy does i'm actually waiting for him to fire me um it's a good sign that he's you know honest on because he's obviously trying to pick the winners to work with. Listen, he picks, okay, hear what you just said? That just proves my initial point. Picking the winners to work with. Why do winners need a performance coach? This is just a, this is a thing that wealthy people You can all be more productive in how we process. Sorry, I mean to over talk you, Josh, finish. But you see what I'm saying? This is the thing that wealthy people do to feed themselves, okay? That's, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting you down, Omar, because I, 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 I think you're just uh, you're awesome at what you do. I personally don't think you need a performance coach, but yeah. to me it sounds like you need someone who's there to just constantly pump you up. No, it's more yeah. about how he, uh, he works with like for I actually tried an app called Better Better Health Better Help or something, and I uh, which is like a, you know you download it and then and it matches you with like uh, therapists nationally. And I did this about two months ago. I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. And I'll I bet you said you could do that. Didn't and you? I match. Yeah. <laughs> I matched with someone, we had a video call and it was, you know, again, you know, uh, I want someone who can relate to what I'm trying to do to some extent or whatever. And it was a morbidly obese woman in like Wichita. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like, I can't, this is not going to work. So Why, she's very good. This is no, mental. I couldn't get past it's it. Mental. He couldn't, he reminded her of the, his date to the Super Bowl probably. He reminded me of Star Wars, honestly. <laughs> of, of, uh, you, know, if you know where I'm going with that. But you I said, will say, Beth, is that you? Remember? <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> I already feel better. You remind me of the Super Bowl. Yes, yeah. it's a great time. 
no, no, no. That's been put away, the Super Bowl memory. But uh, my point is this guy works with people who have a very – like who are builders as well. And one of the – amongst many other things, for example, how do you process conflict? How do you internalize it? And how do you go through it? And like it's really it's, – it's, uh. it's really a skill because it makes – ultimately, if it makes me incrementally better at what I do and we'll see. So I've only, had, I've only talked to him four times. Like I want someone who's invested in me. Who's like, you know, and, you know, we'll see where it goes, but I'm open to it. You know, Josh, are you saying you're not open to it at all? No, this is fluff. This is called fluff. This is what, again, what people like you do because you just have to have something else or you're just looking for something. It's like, I don't, you don't need this. You don't need this. You've done so well without this for so long. Well, I, I would say that, um, if it's if I'm not getting utility from it, I can always cut it off. So I'm not like lost into it, but I don't mind engaging this part of my brain. I think it's a good exercise. Well, I th- I think it's fair. You could be a successful person and be insecure at the same time. I had a and boss. also be able to be much better, and not just not just more successful, but actually happier. Sure. It's about being fulfilled. Or you could actually. Be- part of yeah. our conversations are about like what fulfills you. You have to like you know, and I'm like giving back. He's like, what's more important to you, significance or love and connection? I'm like, significance means like own the biggest house, having the you know the biggest car, the best cars, and I don't care about that stuff. I love but love and connection. Sorry, you're describing a therapist. Yeah, he's certainly part therapist, one thousand percent. I think that that's a, but it's another way of of talking about therapy. I think that's right. Completely. But he doesn't but, have schooling. He doesn't have schooling of a therapist. I well, he's been well. I mean, listen, what does schooling matter anymore, right? I mean, look at the, look at the Trump administration. It doesn't mean anything. Well, that's your third reference to Trump. I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. School, schooling, school, okay, hold on a second. I will push out the dead horse. Gone. There's a reason why there's schools for people to become psychologists, yeah, psychiatrists. There are techniques that have been proven over time. <laughs> this guy is a He's just an ego booster. He's just—he's a Tony. You said it. You—you—you you, you summed it up. No, he, he forces. He forces critical thinking. Dude, Tony Robbins is not—he's not some. I mean, I mean. So, so you're saying fundamentally, you don't think there's any credence to what Tony Robbins uh, teaches and prescribes? Listen, I'm not saying that you don't get something out of it that's positive. You very well could, but I'm saying it's a placebo. It's. Have just, you ever? Have you ever done anything like that, Josh? Anything no. self-related? Have you no. did? Uh, not a performance coach, no. But anything. No. I mean, I guess uh, I guess you did, like I, religion. I have talked to people with like the priests. purpose of trying to improve myself. Yes, and yeah, that could exactly. be friends, family. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's therapists or two over over time. But uh, yeah, I have talked to people with the purpose of well, sorting we, things you out. Might, to, you, you've you've talked to me about it, and you know, and quite frankly, after a few minutes, I was dialed out. Right. So you want to be with someone who actually is listening the entire yeah. time. Well, <laughs> I appreciate I'll that. That's good to know. Well, Omar, <laughs> let me ask you a couple of questions. Let me. So you tell me yesterday. Let me list some characteristics of a performance coach. Yep. And you tell me if I'm off. So this is someone who needs to be a good listener. Yep. It needs to care about your issues. Right. Correct. Doesn't necessarily need training, but understands the way of like improving performance and thinking about these Fulfillment. things yeah yeah and and ultimately if they're they do well uh they make you a better person yep and you're then offended that i called you one of these people <laughs> oh boy because he knows deep down this is a fraud this is a fraud. <laughs> yeah that's right he knows. he knows it's an insult because 
I use this all the time. Life coach, the life coach model. It yeah. is. Re- it's ridiculous. <laughs> and that's where uh, Omar really felt. He felt I was calling him a fraud. Correct. That's uh. Yeah. No, but you know, in my defense of this whole thing, as we were talking about Omar, and you know, if we're gonna be real here, you know, Omar called and told me a story about something I, I didn't care about either, but I usually <laughs> always assume it's gonna end up about something that he could do that's amazing or some girl that he's dating. That's how usually the the conversation goes to. <laughs> And the performance coach came up and I thought, well, he's either going to say he started dating this performance coach, (laughs) but it sounded like a male. So I assumed that that meant that he was going to go to the direction that he could be a performance coach. So I am I I'm not wrong with this. Is that really what happened? Usually I think conversations go to one of those two camps. Am I wrong, Josh? Oh, you are not wrong. By the way, he can be a performance coach. Yes, I do. And ask him me. All for the low, low price of sixty nine ninety nine of these seven DVDs. <laughs> Any one of us could be a performance coach. Well, I'm not. I, uh, I, I, listen, yeah. I if it's yeah. I mean, I I've gone to self help things before. Like I went to the Hoffman Institute like five years ago, and it was impactful for me, and it still is today, uh, because it teaches you tools, Josh. It's not about it's not about it's not about imbuing or embedding some emotion that's supposed to last it teaches you tools and critical thinking and more awareness of yourself and those things i know to you are like you know being a philly guy you know <laughs> you know you don't understand these things right they but don't want to get in touch with their feelings it's yeah. too it's too it's too dangerous you too dangerous. you are again describing a therapist i'm not saying i don't go to therapy but I, there's nothing wrong with that and, and and a lot of people get a lot of great from it as, as they should as yeah. it helps but I'm just distinguishing a therapist from a quote unquote life coach or a performance coach or this. These are people that I guarantee if I'm going to uh, if, I'm, if I'm a betting man, your performance coach tried seven other uh, uh, occupations prior to becoming a performance coach. That's my guess. No, he did not. Wrong. No, he was he he worked in. Uh, you know what the funny part is, his first name is is. It's the same, is literally the same as my last name, Naeem. So is he a... Um, is he a real is person, he, Omar? Is, is this <laughs> is this an imaginary person? It's like Fight Club? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's something going awry here. But Omar, yeah. do you think you could be a performance coach? Seriously? If I had the time to focus on it, you know, I think so. I think it's probably, yeah, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Say, I, 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 and now, where am I wrong here? What have I done to wrong? Oh maybe God. you're, maybe you're right in, in your own little way. So I, I guess I have to take back. I can't even be offended anymore. You well, just made my case. You made yes, my case. Yes, you did. You did. Well, no, I, I didn't say that. I think this guy is could be is exceptional, and we'll see how it works. But I'm open to it. I'm open to having my mind like I'm open. I'm open minded about these things. Does your performance coach have a performance coach? Yes. Okay, it's a pyramid scheme. Is it you? <laughs> Is it you? <laughs> it's just one big circle. <laughs> All right. I'll leave it at that. All right. I'll leave I it at keep, that. But I you're will, no longer I, mad at me. You're no I longer mad keep, at me. No, I will, I'm not no longer mad at you, but I will keep you updated about how this progresses. Okay. I can't wait. I can't wait. And all the girls that you're dating, which I'm sure will. Which is why I was a little late on this Bye. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. All right, ready to move on to our last topic? I'm ready. All right, Josh, lay it right, on. Us. Look, I, I've been thinking about this, uh, and I've had a 
I've, I've actually jotted down quite a few num- uh, topics that I want to go through with you guys over time here. But there was one that I really wanted to talk about, and I was all prepared for it. And then last week, I had a, a dentist appointment, and it changed everything. And I went in for a typical cleaning, nothing unusual, put in the, in the, in the uh, chair, and the hygienist who was doing the cleaning proceeded to talk to me nonstop for the entire cleaning. Now, a cleaning, I don't know about your dentist. I've been going to this dentist for, for 25 years. The cleanings last like 45 minutes at this place. I mean, they, they are they are long. They are just painstakingly long. And my teeth are fine. It's not like I'm coming in there with tar, you know, three inches thick on my teeth. And that's why it's lasting so long. And this woman, you're, you're, you're put in a such a compromising position because she's got her fingers in your mouth, that little sucky thing. Yeah. And she's just talking and talking. And you can't talk back. You can't tell her anything. Oh, she's not asking questions. She's just talking. She is. But she, but it's like, this is, the, so I wrote down, I jotted down what she told me, by the way, in the 45 minutes. And, and this is, uh, it's insane. She started off with talking about how wonderful my teeth were and how it was a, uh, a privilege to work on such nice teeth. I, it must, it felt, it, it was very awkward, number one. And it also felt like probably lo, what like Kim Jong-il goes through when he goes to his dentist. You know, oh, uh, superior, your teeth are amazing. <laughs> you know, I've never seen teeth. I mean, that's that's what it was at first. So I'm like, I, you know, I'm going, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's, I mean, because that's all you can do. It's only right. you can make. She talked about water picks, how I should probably use a water pick. And do I want to use a water pick? Have I ever used a water pick? She talked about flossing, which I floss. Then she proceeded to talk about. Wait, did she say that you should floss and you do floss? I do floss. No, but she yeah. was just saying, she she was asking me if I floss. Oh, okay. Like, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. the only noises I can make. Yeah, yeah. And then she's then she's saying, "Oh, it's so important to floss and floss." It. I mean, she just went on diatribes. She talked about yoga uh, and her daughter's yoga. She talked about her husband's driving, how she can't stand being in the car with him while he drives because he drives so recklessly. She talked about street. This was unusual. There were streets in a county that's um, uh, about an hour from us. And in this county, I don't know how the hell it came up. She brought it up, obviously, because all I can do is, uh-huh. and the, the, she talked about streets in the county. Oh, there's this street and this street. And it was like she was naming streets and talked about how she's driven on these streets. It went on and on. And blueberries, she talked about blueberries. She talked about townhouses. It was ridiculous. So here's here's the deal. So th- this is, and it drove me insane, by the way, because all I wanted to do when you're getting it, oh, 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 oh. She would scrape my teeth, you know, to get the plaque off. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then each time put the little utensil in front of my eyes to show me the plaque. Oh, that's no good. Yeah. Like, over, over and over. So mm. I'm thinking. And I know, honestly, he, if Josh doesn't use a water pick, there's probably a lot of plaque on that thing. So <laughs> it's not good to look at. He flosses. He's, Let me tell you. No, but, he but the water pick is really the main thing, which I do, Omar, by the way, which I swear by. Wherever I travel, Omar, I have a water pick. I'm 47 years old. I just had my first cavity this last year. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to ingrained. Was that ingrained by your parents when you were a kid? Like, how were you so good about your teeth? I never noticed your teeth, by the way. I mean, they're fine. But like, I don't, your smile is, what's your smile like? Can you smile for it? I don't even know if you have a good, yeah, your smile is okay. A little gummy for me. Yeah, it's a little scary. Is that no good? Is that no good? It looks like a That's interesting. I was, I had a ton of cavities when I was a kid, but I have a wonderful smile. Listen, (laughs) 
it's not that you. <laughs> I've been told this. Yes, by your performance coach. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you could be a dental hygienist, Omar? Do you think? This is. I can talk. Is, if that's what if it is talking, yes. Well, I think there's a there's a profession to do both here. If you were a performance coach and a dental hygienist, you could yes. kill two birds with one stone. That's actually not a you I'm could pump you up. A, I'm a, I have to say I'm a little bit of an anti-dentite, so <laughs> I'm not sure if I would work. Okay. I, I'm not against the dentist. It's a pain in the ass to go, obviously. Uh, but you know, I'm fine. I they could do whatever the hell they want in my mouth. It doesn't bother me. I've had root canals, it, it doesn't bother me for some reason. Uh, I'm I'm completely fine. But my point for all this is. They have you in the most compromising position and you can't talk back. And the last thing I want is this woman just talking my ear off, but there's nothing I can do to stop it. I want to. I'm no, screaming not my, true. I'm, I'm screaming in my. Oh, I'd love to hear that in a second. But I'm screaming in my head. Shut the hell up. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, I have just, two. Can, good, I have please. two suggestions so what do you for do? you. What do you do I, in that circumstance? I have one is extreme and one is very easy. I'll please. give you the easy one first is you sit down. You say hello to the person and you say, do you mind if I listen to music? Boop, put in the ear, ear, earbuds and turn up the volume. That is aggressive. I don't know how that would work because they need to talk to you. They do need to ask you certain things. Does this hurt? Can you feel this? They do need to do stuff like that. I've never. That's aggressive. I don't well, know. Have you ever put in earphones for a, for a dentist appointment? Well, so that I do when I do this. The second solution is, exactly. which uh, both my wife and I have done, and we're not proud of it, but oh, uh, we do, is we get the gas for just about every time we go into the dentist. My dentist does not offer gas, but that would be that would be nice. Yes. For a root canal, you just get. Well, root numbed. canal, root canal, root canal. I had gas, but this is you're talking about. I'm talking about just a, a cleaning. You can't get gas for a cleaning. You can, you can, <laughs> if you ask. And if you have gas and you're listening to music, for one, it's amazing. Yeah. And two, it takes care of your other problem. Yeah, it gets it really rid of all does. the conversation. It really, really does. But my dad doesn't have nitrous. I opt in for gas whenever I can get it. I, I had a colonoscopy and I had that done. And it's just, you know, you don't even realize it. Yeah. Well, a colonoscopy, you're out. You're out for a colonoscopy. Yeah, that's. I guess that's more gas. No, that's yeah, that's gas. that's that's more. Uh, I think that's a drug that you're getting, Either unless that or your dentist is into Asplex. <laughs> <laughs> you've been something else has happened uh, yeah. <laughs> that you've blocked out. Yeah, that's true. You I will say when I when I woke up, my butt did hurt. <laughs> <laughs> something terrible happened there. If they're using nitrous for your colonoscopy, that that's not right. Yeah, but I do have I do have a solution, by the way. So this is what I'd like. This is what I think should happen. By the way, this this story, I, I, I as this was happening to me, which was so it, I, it sounds like, oh, Josh, you're complaining about nothing. It was painful because this woman just did. It was incessant. There was not yeah. even a, a, a breath of air. It was just I just wanted her to stop talking, please. Uh, and to have someone talk at you for 45 minutes and tell you it's also nonsensical stuff. It wasn't even a good story that I could listen to going, Oh my God. That's really cool. reckless. I mean, because you're really at her, you can't do what we, you, I'm trying to think if there are any outs and Dave was giving some, and I don't even know what you could do. Oh my, I, I think you have so, to be upfront about it. You tell, listen, he, do you she, mind? His mouth is open and she's already, he can't really talk because before. you got to set the guideline, the rules of the game ahead of time. You sit down. Nice to see you. Here's what's going to happen for the next 45 minutes. I need to listen to music. I have anxiety with the dentist. So I'm going to put earphones just Stop to that. kind of distract me. Do you mind if I do that? Just tap me. Is that okay? You know, silly me. I, I get nervous with the dentist. That's what so, I would do. 
that's it, that's actually not bad. But I have a, a but but this goes beyond the dentist to me. So I started thinking, this goes to like an Uber, this goes to any type of situation like that where someone could just talk your ear off when you want. Yeah, but to Uber, you can actually opt out through the app. See, that's my that's what I want. I didn't know that number one. You can opt out on from conversation. That was my whole solution. That's so crazy that this is actually a thing now. You can. What I love because everything's digital now. Even my dentist appointment is digital, right? Yeah. There should be a checkbox. Do you mm-hmm. want to engage in small talk? And if you check no, they should see that before you get in an Uber, before you get in the dentist chair, before any situations like that. And they go, this guy does not like small talk. And Can that's I think- it. They should know. Because it was so bad. I'm My next appointment, I yeah. told them, don't give me this woman. No. Oh, wow. Well, that's another another good solution. But, yes. that could, but that could hurt her career. Right. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But well, I, I can't I can't sit in a chair for 45 minutes and listen to her blather about uh, townhouses and, and her husband. But you could tell her when you saw her next time directly. No, like, I've I done do this that. before. I can't like, do it. I, I actually do it all the time because I just I really small talk is like one of my most I cannot stand small talk. So when I have meet any kinds of salespeople airport at the airport, hotels, and they ask me how my flight was, where I came from. And I'm like, I say to them, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I've had a great flight. I'm here, but we don't, you don't have to ask me these questions because they don't, they don't care about the answers either. No, right? no. So I'm like, I'm like, I know, I'm sure you're, you're doing great, but please don't waste your energy on me. I'm perfect. I just want to get to my room and check in, but thank you. I'm so happy to be yeah, here. That's aggressive to me. And not come across as, as an asshole. You are an asshole. It doesn't yeah. matter. I know you think you're not an asshole, but they just wrote down right next to your name, asshole. <laughs> That's what I don't want. No, hold on. Why you're getting dirty towels. I would slip them, you know, like 20 bucks. You're still an asshole. Now you're even, now you're an arrogant yeah. asshole. <laughs> they want to be tipped. Everybody wants to be tipped. I want to be tipped. Everybody, Am I stealing? Everybody wants to be tipped, but you're, you're right about that. But, uh, you're an, it, I can't get myself to say, please don't talk to me. And by the yeah. way, yesterday, yesterday, I'm at the, uh, I'm having lunch here and LeBron James walks in with Russell Westbrook and DeAndre Jordan. Okay. <laughs> and everyone's like, they have their own area. I'm kind of sitting next to them, but then it gets super crowded in this restaurant. And, uh, because it started raining, everyone came like in this one section where we all were. And so it's packed. And so the people who worked there loved me so much, but they knew I wasn't feeling this, that they, they, I left and I went out through the back entrance. Like, and people assumed, of course, that I'm a, I'm a celebrity because, you know, how I dress and how I look or whatever else. So somebody said to me, are you somebody famous? And I go, some people. That's what I said. What, what, how did this what? come up? What My point this? is, is that the hotel took care of me because they love me. They don't think I'm an asshole. I'm part of their family. Wait a second. Wait a second. You've gone off the rails. Did you at any point did you tell these people to stop talking to you and small talk? That was no, no, no. The whole thing I brought it up because the whole yes, oh, oh, on this trip, no. The hotel note has your name. They know you're not a celebrity. No other people who were who at the bar thought I was somebody famous because I was being shown through the back entrance. By that's the result of you tipping. You, that you got you the no, special. It's a result of me being a nice person, David. Remember, you know, which uh, I think is, you know. Um, yeah, you've completely missed the. I think the point that Josh is making. So we, yeah. we've got a. He's trying to get people to stop small talking with him, not only in the dentist chair, but everywhere in life. Not everywhere. Not everywhere. So you know what should be here. I've changed my mind. It should not be. Do you want small talk? 
it should be uh, a checkbox of do you, do you want do you want small talk? And if yes, it's got to be customer led. In other words, there's got to be a box of something where I check off that if if I were to want small talk, I will initiate it. So look, <laughs> I'm a I'm a talker. I like conversation. So if I'm in an Uber, sometimes I'll ask them questions about where I am. You know, if I haven't been there before, or I haven't been there in a while, a long time. I'm initiating the small talk. What I don't want is for them to initiate the small talk when I don't want it. Mm. Like I, and, I, I and, think actually and, this and, is um, this is much more important than the option that Uber gives you because you can always, when you're in the back of a car or the front with with an Uber driver, you can always say to them excuse me, I'm on the phone, right? You could actually opt out during it, but with in the dentist, you're locked in because locked your mouth in. is full of stuff. Locked so in. You can't, so it's even more critical. This is actually a very good idea. Thank you. And I would like this for, for almost everything. I would like this, you know, anytime you make a digital appointment for anything, uh, a hairdresser, uh, you know, uh, you're going to get your hair cut. Um, anything like that, where you are trapped in a situation you can't get out of and it's one-on-one or whatever. Uh, it would be great if you could just check off no small talk. But where does it end? I I mean, I don't want small talk. I don't want to be touched. I don't want to, uh, I don't want you to look at me weird. Do you guys ever like small talk? Wait, 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 wait. Yes. 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 Yeah. Friendly. You ever get a massage and they talk to you? That is the worst. All all you want to do is relax. (laughs) You just want to shut your eyes and relax and melt away. And they're just, they're just talking to you. Where are you from? Is your first massage? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't, I don't want any of that. I want to check off. Do not talk to me. Yeah. And I don't want to be the asshole that goes, excuse me, can we please just not talk? I know that that sounds like you're coming across nice, uh, Omar, but you are immediately an asshole. Yeah. It's an interesting point you're making. I, I think I have, there's a way to, it's like, what's it? It's like threading a needle while you're skydiving, uh, which if you could, there's a way to message it. It's very specific where you do not come across I don't like your new uh, performance coach idioms uh, that you're using now. I guarantee that was fed to you from the performance coach. Yeah. Well, I've used that before. <laughs> I've used well, that before. Actually, with you, I forgot what it was about, but it was something else that was also equally as ridiculous. But yes. I'm with you on the massage. Like that, that is, I think, uh, small talk during that is is like a is like a very bad violation. Like that's that's aggressively going the wrong way. A dentist is a little bit more acceptable so i'm thinking I, I and you want to make this mobile i think you have like two hats that you wear and one is like says no small talk on it and the other is a regular hat so you need you need a a mobile version of a, that checkbox so that you can kind of I'm openly gonna, advertise that you don't want to be talked to here's the problem with the hat number one you got to remember the hat um number two you have to take your hat off in the dentist chair so you know they can't yeah. really do that it's a number, terrible idea dave number three the hat says I'm an asshole. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know how you're getting around that part. <laughs> you get around that part with the digital. If I just click no small talk, then the person who books the appointment says to this hygienist, by the way, Josh is coming in. He prefer no small talk. And that's it. You know, actually, don't certain dentists, I believe for me, they have, they, they actually offer you headphones like like where you can wear. No. no. I don't know where. Yeah, I well, I think that exists though, and I think wearing headphones to your appointment during your appointment is not crazy. They may ask if this hurt or not, uh, but what is that like? Once they should be able to tap you on the shoulder to ask uh, two questions during a cleaning. 
No, 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 no. They they have to ask you. They they do have to ask you certain questions. I mean, they do have to ask you like, are you flossing? Are you getting back here? I know. Like for example, I have a little bit of gum recession, so I, I appreciated that. We noticed. Was, oh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> gum recession, and it's on my left side, obviously, because I brush right-handed and I brush harder on that side. But yeah, and we're getting into too many specifics about my my dental practices, but that's that's good information. Uh, the fact that her uh, uh, her husband drives like a maniac and uh, she doesn't want to uh, live in a townhouse for whatever stupid reason she has, I don't need that information. And by the way, the dentists might be worse than the masseuse because at least with the masseuse, I can talk back. I can kind of give it uh, an indication with my tone that I don't want this conversation. Do you know what I mean? If I give Kurt one word answers with a certain tone, it's like, I don't want to talk. I can't do that with Mr. Thirsty shoved down my throat, sucking out my uh, saliva and going, ah, oh, because oh, because I can't formulate words because the way she's scraping my teeth. It's even worse. She's got me in such a, a, a power position. Yeah, she's you know abusing her power. Well, I got one more suggestion. I don't know if Please. this can universally solve the problem, but what if you sat in the dentist chair and closed your eyes? No, because I, I, I will actually do that sometimes because you know how that, that squirty thing, you know, you get a uh, uh, schmegma that flies out of your mouth every once in a while and it hits your eyes. So I, yeah. I do close my well, eyes. I'm saying, you know, well, close again, your eyes I as you... I am leaning back and I am out of, I want to just relax here. I think that would send a signal. She's Should talking. Still... You don't open your eyes to acknowledge. Uh, that's a much subtler form of, I'm not interested in talking. Should I snore? Mm. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you something, Dave. If my eyes were shut and I snored, I don't believe for one second this woman would stop her incessant uh, rattling of nonsense. She Plus, if you snored, walk- you might you might pull some of that plaque down your throat. I don't know if that that may end up backfiring on you. <laughs> Is that bad for you if you swallow plaque? That's another <laughs> podcast. Yes, keep that for the second one. Anyway, I, 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 I think a- the answer is you got to be honest up front in a nice way. Mm. No, I think he's yeah. already destroyed this woman's career. I mean, he he told her bosses that he does not want to have her treat him again. But Omar, she probably has like three kids. She's probably one of the parents from from freaking Karate Kid, right? <laughs> Who knows? But, you know, Josh could have just pulled her aside on his next visit and said, "Hey, listen, I love you, but just directly," and she would have been it would have been much better. You're probably right about that. I can't get myself to do that. I just can't get myself to do that. But what but what might be good for her? And by the way, I think I might have saved her career. Let me let me flip let me flip the script on this. I might have saved her career because if there are people that don't say anything, and then they go, you know what? I can't stand this. I'm just gonna switch dentists for fear of getting her and being in the chair. If I say to them, listen, she talks. To, I really don't want. Oh, her did to you say that? Did you say I want a different hygienist because she talks too much? Or I just uh, want a different hygienist. A different hygienist. I did. Yeah, I see, you didn't help her. <laughs> That's a great point. Had I done that. They can at least say it, but I bet you they know. I bet you they know. I bet you they know. Because she's fine. She did a great job. I mean, that wasn't the problem. Um, but I bet you they know. So all they have to do is say to her, hey, so-and-so, I'm not going to say her name. Let me pull you aside. Hey, you got to stop talking to, to these. She even said, by, I forgot to tell you, she even said in the middle of her ranting, I, some people tell me I talk too much. And I can't go. Said, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't. And then you open your eyes. That, yeah. I'm like, yeah, everyone, everyone probably tells you that she even, she, she's even self-aware and she still yeah. does it. Mm. All right. One last suggestion, please. Do you think this would... woman tells the same story and same stuff to everybody who comes in? 
I think she's know. new material. Yeah, she's lonely, I think. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. She has huh. kids. She's married. So she's not She's not lonely, lonely. She's not seven cats. Well, Josh, I do already alluded to from your conversation about your five-goal game to your wife. Your spouse typically doesn't care about your life. So you need someone to talk <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah. And can you imagine if Josh was a dental hygienist? You think he'd be quiet? He'd be telling every story. <laughs> well played. Well played. Yeah, I, that's my last suggestion is uh, you could write an anonymous letter to the dentist office and say, to whom it may concern, I am a client, uh, don't sign it. And I just want to make a recommend a suggestion that maybe your hygienist not talk as much. And then you're not pointing anyone out. You're making it aware. Maybe they read it and go like, that's a good idea. We, maybe we should start asking uh, when we do the long checklist, when we check new people in, we'll ask them, do you want small talk? Like you could, you could initiate change through an anonymous letter. You know what? I actually love that idea. And I'm going to do the letter uh, by cutting out letters uh, from the magazine. <laughs> yes, that's better. <laughs> you want the FBI finding about- you out. Yeah, that's right. It's a great, that's a great idea. That's actually yeah. a really good idea. I think the anonymous letter should be used more often. For the purposes of this podcast, I'm going to write that letter and then specifically request her at my next cleaning to see what happens. Wouldn't Wait, how sense? would that be anonymous then? Because see if she gets the, I mean, it's still, well, I can, oh yeah. Mm. Then they're going to be like, oh, that guy wrote the letter. Why are you blowing <laughs> up this whole place? I mean, it's crazy. It's like you're trying to make them fail. Yeah. I've been there for 25 years. I've never had this experience with them. I, you sent an anonymous letter, but you've already told them you don't want her, right? So now you've got yes. to reverse this. So, yes. yeah, I, 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 I think I, if I was a dentist, I would have like a Hall of Fame board for my, my longest client who ever had a cavity. You know what I mean? I think Thank you should be you. acknowledged for that, Josh, at least, at least when you're there. Oh, my God, that's Josh Kaplan. He's had a cavity in 24 years. That uh, is really I thank you. I thank you. 46 years, my friend. 46 years, no cavity. 47th year, cavity. Wow. I think I had cavities on my baby teeth that they put <laughs> fillings in. Like I, had, I, I was born with cavities. I, I've had so many cavities. Can That's I tell you crazy. something, too? Why are we even brushing baby's teeth? I mean, if they're, you're getting a new set of teeth. These are going to fall out anyway. What's, you don't need to take care of these teeth. It's not a big deal. I suppose no. they could rot before they fall out. It can out. rot. Yeah. Mm, it's a great point. <laughs> yeah, it can Just, rot. <laughs> a lot of holes in your, in your <laughs> thoughts. Maybe a podcast is for you. You need to think through these things for a lot <laughs> longer than a podcast allows. I'm very good except for dental topics. <laughs> Well, I, so I, I think I'm actually really curious. I want to see this letter thing through. I want you to send this letter, and I, I actually want to see a follow-up. And I kind of want to now try an anonymous letter to somewhere else. I, maybe that's the subject of our, another podcast is we'll each come up with something we don't like. We'll send an anonymous letter, and we'll try, to, we'll try to make change. I think you have actually come up with a really good idea, the anonymous letter. I just don't want her fired. I don't want to ruin – I don't want her to – yeah, it's just generally. Yeah, generally, yeah. I've had clean people my whole life, and I found that the small talk is really hard. Please do something. Oh, you don't want sign me to, you don't, concerned patient. You don't want me to name her in the letter? I, I don't think you need to. Okay, all right. Can I tell you guys something happened to me yesterday on the way flying over here from Puerto Rico? Does have to do with dating? No. <laughs> I get – I get – hardy har har. I get to the airport. I actually uh, – uh, properly registered miles to come on the plant flight with me and uh and i get to the front desk at american airlines and they're like sorry sir there's a problem i'm like what's the problem like well 
there are already two other dogs that are in upper class. So uh, <laughs> you can't have a third dog in upper class. And I go, well, wait a second. <laughs> You're already laughing at the upper class thing. Whatever. You know what I mean? So I'm like, well, wait a second. <sighs> you can't take more than two dogs and there are three. I made a reservation. So with my dog. So and I start and I go into my whole thing. I'm like, anyone can take a reservation. Uh, take a dog reservation. You have take to be able to hold the reservation. And I get but I'm trying to make it up. I was a little frustrated. And they they of course are, you know, in Puerto Rico, I don't think Seinfeld's that big. So they didn't get the reference at all. But someone behind me started clapping, which is nice. Did you have to check the <laughs> do you have to check the dog in his luggage? No, I had to sit and coach. Oh, geez. Why didn't you, you, yeah. you just euthanize the dog so you could sit in first? No, and by the way, and that's what my – that's the point of the story was that I was standing as an obese man who literally his arms were hairy, and they were over – I was in the corner facing, like, the window. I had nowhere to go. I ladies mean, and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen listening to this podcast, you've just heard my argument for performance coach summed in that story what <laughs> yeah yeah that's it right there there's the guy that's the guy who needs a performance coach that's right yeah oh i rest my yeah. case i rest my case on performance coaches and all you're no. doing is just by the way i would say it actually helped me because i would in another version of me would have been very frustrated with american airlines uh but i handled it actually instead of getting like whatever i just enjoyed the moment and like took a deep breath and like whatever what's the worst thing i'm still flying to miami who cares so I, I, conflict resolution and process is an important thing. All right. mm. Unlike Dave, I don't, I'm not, I have no kids to scream at, to, you know, to in order to vent. So I have to find other ways. In case they <laughs> listen, I do not scream at my kids. Yeah. Uh, I <laughs> love my kids too. <laughs> well, I think that probably uh, wraps up podcast number two. We, we're digging in deep. I feel like by episode 10 or 11, we may be in tears. It could be like this could we could really dig deep here. Um, yeah. Other people could be in tears. Someone's going to be crying between yeah. now and episode 10. I, I have a feeling. Um, but but then and we're also going to initiate change where we have a anonymous letter and we're going to change Josh's dentist office for the better. I feel good yeah, about that. I think we have solution here, which is which is very, very exciting. But if they, if you are crying, please um, put in the comment section. Uh, uh, Omar's performance coach contact information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that in the in the show notes of course all right well we'll wrap this up thanks again guys uh i, I was in a bad mood when i started i'm only slightly bad mood now so thanks for <laughs> digging me out of my hole a little bit and uh enjoy watching football day see you go later. Ravens. go all right Ravens. for dave josh and omar this is dave and we're out <laughs>